Hello, listeners. Beyond the Mask, in conjunction with NBC RNA, is pleased to announce that listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how to submit them, go to our website. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Sharon, welcome to the studio again. I mean, this is becoming a habit for us in COVID times. I, I mean, want to keep this habit. Yeah, I mean, it's great to be back in the studio. Yes, we're social distancing. Yes, right? across the yeah. monitor. I mean, you got a microphone in front of you. We got Don't the screen. Don't you touch my microphone? Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> I would never ever do that. So, <laughs> um, well, we've had an exciting day today, yes, and we have. looking forward to uh, another podcast episode here. Okay. <laughs> Walter, cut that pause oh, out. <laughs> you were never lost for words. I did not expect that. So, <laughs> All right. So we have a wonderful guest today. I am excited about this one, too. You know, this guest, actually, someone in Ohio actually texted me about her mm-hmm. a while back and kind of told me a little bit about her story. And then... You know, last week, you know, we kind of Facebooked each other and then we had someone cancel and it kind of worked out to get her on today. So I'm excited about it. I am too. Well, we had already talked about it. We just already had our schedule set up. Yeah. We'll usually tape our podcast in batches of threes whenever we get the Sometimes four or five. Five and one day it was 10. Oh, Oh, God, we'll never do that again. Chicago. Love it. Yeah, but it worked out perfectly. Yeah, so today we have Miss Christian Roberts with us. Hi, Christian. How are you? Good. 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 Well, we're excited to have you on today. So you have... I'm um, so thankful for this opportunity. Thank you guys so much. I'm very blessed to be on here, so... Absolutely. And now you are... You have a title, I believe. Yes. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that? This is Georgia American. This is the first year that there's been a Mrs. American pageant. So normally it's just Mrs. America and Mrs. America goes on to Mrs. World. Um, So our country has one shot at becoming Mrs. World. However, this year we actually get two opportunities to win Mrs. World. So we have a Mrs. America and a Mrs. American. And so, yeah, so this is the first year this has happened. So everyone's like, what is this is American? So I have to educate. Yeah. Because I really didn't know at first either. I'm like, wow, we have two spots now at Mrs. World. This is an awesome opportunity. So, yeah, that's what my new title is. And I'm new to this world. So I'm excited to let y'all know how I came about in this and how this blossomed. So Yeah, and you're also CRNA. 
Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. Okay. But I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret here. And Sharon doesn't even know this about me. So, You're Mr. American. <laughs> I'm Mr. America, you know. I mean, look at these guns. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, when I was a, a kid, my grandmother ran several pageants. And wow. my aunt was actually Miss North Carolina back in the day. So I grew up around mm-hmm. all these pageants and going nice. to them. And I think the name of hers was Dream Girl something. I can't even remember now. But, you know, I was always around all these pretty ladies, you know, at this pageant because I always went. And a lot of times they'd give me little little things to do at the pageant and stuff, you know. And um, I am so not you know. surprised by any of this <laughs> at all. So, yeah, I actually know a whole lot about, you know, pageants and the process and everything. And, you know, when I was a kid, I really didn't appreciate it till I really started liking girls and then I loved to go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was that was torture for you, right? <laughs> it was for a little while and then it got inevitably a whole lot better, you know. I remember one day when one of the little girls kissed me back on behind stage and I was like, oh wow, this is kind of fun here, you know. So I, like I had fun at these pageants, you know. Well, I, I'm an old pageant queen myself. Well, I have a few tiaras in my past. Right. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. You never know what's going to come out on this show, Kristen. Yes, yes, yes. You and know? I'll tell you a little factoid I bet you did not know. Talking about my CRNA pen that I wear all yeah, the time. Yeah, your bling bling. My bling bling. You know, I started uh, Walk to Cure Diabetes in High Point many, many years ago. Huh. And... In 1999, I believe it was, Nicole Johnson was a diabetic, Miss America, Miss Uh, America uh was a diabetic, and she came to help to get my walkathon up off the ground. So anyway, I had went... I went up to get my picture made with her at one of our events that we had, and I had my CRNA pen on. And they go, no, no, you can't have your picture made with Miss America. And I said, well, why not? And they said, well, they thought it was a scepter pen. And a beauty queens know what that is. Uh-huh. You, you'll you have the pen saying that you've won the scepter pen. And I said, no, I'm not. A beauty queen, a reigning beauty queen. Well, that was a cannot, for you. Cannot, yes, a <laughs> reigning beauty queen cannot have her picture made with Miss America, the reigning Miss America. And I said, I'm not a beauty queen. I'm a CRNA. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, that kind of leads us into, really, Kristen, your topic today, and that is messaging, CRNA messaging, and you try to do that in your position. So tell us first a little bit about you because, uh, you know, our listeners always want to know some background and so forth. So fill us in a little bit. So I'm originally from Mississippi. I grew up in Oxford. I'm an Ole Miss rebel. I was married in the Grove. If you guys know about the Grove. Did you wear your Pradas there? Yeah, that's where, (laughs) what it's famous for. (laughs) So my grandfather taught there at the university, and I was a cheerleader there. And then I met my husband there. We got married in the Grove, like I said. And then I have lived all over. So it was a goal of mine to kind of travel across the country before I had children and practice in different areas, all the way from the North Pole, Erie, Pennsylvania, um, (laughs) to the West Coast, Oregon, to the East Coast, um, the Boston area. 
Wow. And um, like the Fall River area of Massachusetts and Providence, Rhode Island. And then back to Atlanta once we decided to settle down and have children. This is where my family resides now. So I've kind of got it out of my system to explore. Growing up in the woods in Mississippi, I just wanted to hear the, the taxis and the sirens a little bit and kind of explore the country and the different cultures and backgrounds and get a little diversity under my belt. So that's what I did. That's And now, like I said, I'm here in North Georgia practicing now. I did a lot of OB in the beginning of my career. And then I'm doing GI now. It's a great mommy job with yeah. the no call, no weekends, no holidays, especially with before having the 24-hour shifts all the time and everything. So that's that's kind of where I'm at now. I have two children and I'm married. My husband is a teacher. So we are in the thick of it this year with oh, the yeah. you know, frontline situation and then him being a teacher. So what yeah. a better way to bring awareness. So wow. that's a little bit about me. So, so you do 1099, right? Yes. Okay. Have you always, I mean, from the beginning done 1099 or were you W-2 for a little while? No, I was W-2 in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Started my career. All right. Good. So where'd you go to anesthesia school? So I went to school up at Hammett School of Anesthesia in Erie, Pennsylvania. I've actually yeah. been there. Where Sarsen Ephesus was from. So, yep, that's where I went to school. And um, we trained out of a facility owned by the Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. And then some of our rotations were really rural, like Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, where the groundhog is, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. And then out of Hammett itself, Lake Erie. And that was a shock. I mean, coming from Mississippi and then going up there to Lake Effect Snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a uh, shocker. But I wanted to just kind of put myself out there and challenge myself. And I felt that the school that I picked, it was ranked in the top 25 at the time. And I was on a mission. I was actually exposed to anesthesia when I was 14 um, in an operating room. And so I knew this is what I wanted to do from the beginning. So I put myself out there and their program started six months before Medical College of Georgia's. And so I jumped in and said, hey, I was accepted and they had a great program and the kids graduated with over 1,200 cases sometimes. So I said, I want to, this is where I want to go. Great. Um, Snow or no snow. But, you know, (laughs) let me tell you all this. They interview you in the spring when the sailboats are out, like spring, summer. And then they start in the winter, the lake effects. So that was, that was fun and interesting. A little bit of initiation that happened there, but it was fun and I'm glad I did it. I remember going up there, you know, in the professional aspects, a lot of the schools ask us to do talks for the professional aspects for financial planning and tax and so forth. And it was bone chilling cold. I flew into this little airport. I can't even remember the name of it now. It's, It's really small. You know, on this little plane, it was cold and you kind of, I thought, gosh, while I'm here, I just got to see a little bit of this. And I remember walking out to the water and they've got like this pier out Mm -hmm. there and there was like ice and stuff out there. I was like, good, let me get back to North Carolina. I'm done with this. Oh, um, there's already snow in Minnesota. You know, I was up in Minnesota, October 12th was Daniel's surgery. Yeah. And we left on Friday and Saturday they got seven inches of snow. No, thank you. No, thank you. Well, let me tell you all the snow, when it happens there, it doesn't fall this way. It's like up and around. It's insane. The lake effect. We actually lived on Lake Erie, so I could be two blocks from the hospital when I took call and stuff. 
So it was lake effect was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Well, I was was listening to your story as well. So you knew you wanted to be a CRNA at 14. I mean, it sounds exactly like my wife, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Her dad owns a remodeling company, and he remodeled a CRNA's house, and they became friends. And she actually used to babysit her children. And she was trying to figure out new, kind of had an idea she might want to be in nursing or something. And she got the bug at 14, 15 years old and went and shadowed several times. So she knew from high school that's what she was going to do and kind of set out on that path. And that's all she's ever wanted to do. It's um, such a great career. That's interesting because my dad was a construction worker at the hospital. And had friends that were CRNAs. That's funny. Anesthesiologists, and, and they said, you know, come in and shadow. And I was I was watching Open Heart at fourteen, and I thought this is the best next best thing to magic. Wow. These people sure sleep, they're cut on, and they wake up and they're smiling. I gotta know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best uh, job there is. Wow. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you think your topic today is important? I feel that, well, this all started from the bottom of my heart in tears on the sofa during COVID, when COVID first hit, I literally cried on a nightly basis and I felt called to go up to the Northeast and I just wanted to serve. I wanted to serve others. And I was struggling with the decision because I have a two-year-old that has severe asthma and he's been hospitalized several times. He's even had to go to Children's down in Atlanta Atlanta several times. And so I was just torn as to what to do. And I prayed about it a lot, talked to my mom about it. She absolutely thought I was crazy to ever even consider the idea of going and helping. Um, But I could not sit there on my sofa and watch these stories about 12 patients per nurse Mm -hmm. and I just, I couldn't, I I felt like I had to do something. So I made the decision to put myself out there in the credential. And I felt stronger about that decision when I did it with a friend and told my family, you know, I'm going with my friend, we're going together, we're doing this, we're putting ourselves out there. But when I did that, I had a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and just, I mean, insomnia, like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? And I started to think about why am I so anxious? Like, why am I getting worked up about this? So much. I know how to take care of patients. You know, we'll take the precautions we need to do. And it was the fact that I didn't know anyone. And we were going into this war zone of a situation at the time. And I thought, we need to bond. We need to, just like a team wears a jersey and they're there together and they bond. Like, we need to unite in this. And so I, (laughs) this is a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. I decided to do some research and I came up with the plant bamboo. It stood for everything that I was looking for as a symbol um, to unite providers. And so I found that it stood for optimism, strength, grace, unity, resilience. And I said, wow, what can I do with this? So I started researching and I found, I thought, you know, what if we had bracelets? What if we had a bracelet with a piece of bamboo on it? and just made this a meaningful thing that we all have this connection. We're in this together. We can weather this storm and we're going to persevere. And so I started making these bracelets. We ordered the supplies. I started making these bracelets and I came up with an idea. I wanted to spell bamboo in a way that meant something. 
And so I spell bamboo bringing, it's B-A-N-B-U. It stands for bringing awareness through medicine by uniting. And I thought, okay, each of us are going to wear a bamboo bracelet. We're going to have our piece of bamboo and we're going to unite and we're going to be strong in this. And I was even going to pass them out on the streets to, you know, the firefighters and the police officers. And so I made all these bracelets well, long story short, I ended up not even, I never got the call in my center, which was closed at the time for two and a half months, which struck us financially, but my center was closed. And so I was so ready with all these bracelets to pass out. However, the call never came. My center actually ended up opening back up two days a week. And we just went from there. Well, at the time I put them online and said, hey, I'm just going to donate these bracelets for everybody. Let's unite to support providers. And let's. And at this time, I was thinking, you know, this is a way for CRNAs to step up. Like, we can unite. We can be the leaders in this. So I put it out there, and I noticed that everyone was wanting one. Like, we need this. We need this. They needed something symbolically to feel connected. And so, just like I did, just like my friend did. So it kind of blossomed from there. And I thought, as this process has continued, what a better way to bring light on our profession? What a better way to unite all providers in this country that feel helpless? And at the time, I was reading these posts on the forum, on the CRNA forum online, and it was just these strong people, these CRNAs that are so strong and independent and so resilient, we're feeling down and just writing these posts. I think I'm going to choose a different career. I think I'm just almost as if we were going to give up. And I was like, this is not us. We, we have to stand together and we have to be leaders in this. So what a better time for us to hold a beacon of light for all healthcare providers and rescue everyone together in unity. So that's kind of how it, how it all kind of blossomed and there's a lot more to the story that's gone on from there, but that's the beginning. Well, you know, I know that COVID has impacted everyone in different ways. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you were out of work. My wife didn't work from March to, I think, the end of June. Yeah. Um, and so many providers out there, I think, especially if you're on the 1099 side, had that experience. I think most W-2s, for the most part, still had a position, but a lot of 1099s felt that. Um, and that's been a huge issue for folks. And you would think, you know, you guys make good money and so forth, but it still hurts when you don't have that paycheck coming in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you look at that, talk about that a little bit, because I think that's important for people to understand that side of the equation, being an independent contractor, being 1099, and not, not only the the side that, you know, hey, we're providers out here and we're having a really tough time as a provider. A lot of CRNAs had a really tough time financially as well. Yeah, that was that was very detrimental and shocking when it happened. I just remember calling my mom in tears and feeling helpless. You know, what am I going to do now? My center shut down and I'm trying to make excuses to go help at the time because I was trying to convince my family I need to go help. I can't sit on my sofa and watch what is happening, go down. My center is closed. I'm financially strapped. I, we're going to have to do something. We don't know how long this situation is going to carry on. And so that's where I, I felt the calling to, you know what, 
for my family, I need to do this anyways, but for more than anything, I need to do this to go out there and help these people. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was a big thing as far as being a 1099 and not having that income in at all. And then of course, you know, to get this started, I felt like I had to just dip into us financially because I felt, I felt such a need to connect people and to unite people. I thought, you know, we're going to sacrifice some here and we're not getting income because of the 1099 situation. But this means more to me to try to make this happen. And at the time, I thought that I was going to be assigned because uh, I was fully credentialed to go up to the Northeast. But other than that, if I had not had that opportunity and at the time thought I was I was reassured that, oh, well, I'll have this opportunity to go up there and serve and have an income at least. Without that, I mean, the ones that don't have that, that were 1099, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, on another note, I understand that you were crowned Mrs. Georgia American. Is this something that you had thought about doing before or where did this come from? <laughs> okay. So people have asked me, you know, I didn't know you did pageants. I'm like, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so was this like your, your first pageant? I mean, so, I mean, when I was in high school, I did a beauty review where you go on a stage and you spin in a dress. Okay. Um, but that's about it. Um, Sharon yeah. still, Sharon still does those. Modeling, yeah, right? she still does those. <laughs> That's you know? like a modeling thing. <laughs> so no, I went about this in a very non-traditional way. Once we had gotten bamboo out and we had momentum, we had like a stall for a second. We had made thousands of these bracelets. And I'm like, oh, how can I get this out there? How can I tell people that we need to connect? We need to unite. We need to be strong. And so I just happened to be on Facebook one day. And this ad popped up for an MRS pageant, and I didn't even know that existed. I thought, you know, Miss America, Miss USA, and I'm like, Mrs., what is this about? <laughs> and then I just thought, the, the thought just blossomed, and I thought to myself, wow, if I could, they said they were still accepting applications, so I said, okay, wow, if I could somehow, you know, place in this or take home a title, I could share this story, this would be so special. Because this is like a platform is what people were telling me. So, yeah, that's kind of how it fell in my lap. And this happened actually two weeks before the pageant. And these girls, these women, you know, they prepare for a long time. There's, it was a very eye-opening experience how this process went about. But I, I knew about it two weeks beforehand. I Amazon primed my shoes and my swimsuit <laughs> and everything. And I watched some YouTube videos, and honey, I tried to work it. <laughs> I mean, it seems like you did a great have. job on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, most of these women, girls that are in pageants, I mean, Been they do it, it for, for years and years. And, time. you know, you got to learn how to walk and how to strut yeah. and how to answer questions. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's an amazing story just in itself. But And yeah. how have you used that platform to kind of further nurse anesthesia? Because I know that's one of your goals. So as far as the bamboo platform or the actual pageant platform? Well, I guess both. Because, you know, you, you said you kind of got into that to kind of further your, you know, the nurse anesthesia role. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested so to know I, how that's worked. I feel that bamboo can help us be leaders. I feel that in this situation, instead of giving up or looking for other opportunities, 
we can rescue. We're used to rescuing situations. So we can rescue and unite our country um, from a healthcare provider standpoint. Not even that. I mean, I've had public, just people from the public that want to buy these bracelets and donate these bracelets and try to unite individuals to come forward and support. They know that I'm a CRNA. A lot of them know that I'm a CRNA. So unite us and uplift us and then help us uplift others. So I think that that is really an awesome opportunity just in what this stands for symbolically. And then also Victoria's Voice is the platform for the pageant, the philanthropy behind the pageant. And that is all about opioid addiction and abuse. And, you know, what a better way. I mean, with what we're exposed to on a daily basis or our patients, you know, I got onto the forum the other day and there was a CRNA that had lost her life for that. So I think I have a huge voice when it comes to advocating for their platform as well as an anesthesia provider. So when was the Georgia pageant? So it was the end of August. Okay. And And I found out literally in the middle of August. All right. So (laughs) when is the national pageant? The national pageant is the week of the CRNA national week. The January, the last week in January. Oh, wow. Yeah. The 22nd through the 29th is the pageant. It is an eight day thing. Um, I didn't know what I was getting into, to be honest, but I mean, it's such an amazing opportunity So there's dinners every night, there's practices every day, there's appearances, it's an eight day process, but that whole week is CRNA week. I'm so excited. How cool. Now you do have a CRNA bling pin, I'm hoping. Oh, I'm going to get one. Uh, Well, I need a bling pin. I will. I think you might get one. I think just between me and you and the fence post here. I've seen those before, and I'm like, I don't want one of those. That's kind of Sharon's uh, claim to fame, I think. Yes, I had them special made years ago. Been wearing them for years. I think you gave one to Sarah. I did. Yeah, I did when she graduated. Uh huh. I sure did. Interesting. So we'll make sure you've got a bling pin to wear. Uh, I was going to tell y'all. In the um, interview for the Georgia one, they didn't know what a CRNA of was. Of course not. Yeah. And of course, I got to explain everything. And they were just, I thought, what a better way, you know, to sit in on this nat- at a national level and be able to explain who we are. I mean, we deserve, for historically, we were the first. Absolutely. And to be able to share that and to share our strength and to unite all these providers and I'm going in with my name is Kristen Roberts, certified registered nurse anesthesiologist. So, oh, I was going to ask you, was it anesthetist or anesthesiologist? So, well, whatever <laughs> you guys, you know what? We can do a vote if you guys want to vote. Uh, I, I'm good either way. I don't have a dog in the fight, but uh, I think Sharon has some opinions uh, as well. So, well, anesthetist, whatever you guys, I, I'm here for. The, you know, the the pen so. itself is a wonderful PR tool yeah. because people would approach me and say, oh, your name is Serna. <laughs> and I would say no, but it stands for Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetist, and that gives you the opportunity to PR. To tell them about it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's best PR tool ever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, because everybody knows what an anesthesiologist is. And, you, and know. you know, that's a purely American term. You know that, don't you? An- anesthetist. Yeah. In Europe, they are called anesthetists. Yeah. But that is an American term. I have Corso, learned something on this show. Yeah. Corso <laughs> is CRNA. That's also an American term. Yeah. Do you think some physician came up with that name? What? Anesthesiologist? Uh, Cerna. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> you know, I was in the airport. I think I was in Kentucky or something. God knows where I was at. I was in the airport, and this this guy walks up, and he goes, oh, so you're a CRNA. And I must have been tired because I'm used to s- somebody saying Cerna. Yeah. And I just looked around and I said, well, how do you know? And he was a surgeon at the University of oh, Kentucky. Yeah, of course, sir. all the surgeons know what CRNA is. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. You put money in their pocket, right? Uh, <laughs> I allow them Turn the that room oppor- over. Turn it over. I allow them <laughs> the opportunity to do their craft because they couldn't do it without me. There you go. Very, very yeah. important. So, Kristen, tell us, so you're selling these bracelets. So it's not really, se- it's not selling. It's really a donut. I mean, we may, okay. may make 10 cents per bracelet because we have to pay for the shipping and all that. And okay. right now, I don't even know if they're 25 cents a piece or 20 cents a piece. Or oh, okay. So you're not making a whole lot of money on this, and no. I'm assuming you're using the money that you're you're making to do something with it. So yeah, so I'm just trying to pay it forward. I yeah. mean, our goal is to have ten thousand bracelets out, and right now we've gotten four thousand out. So oh wow, that's pretty. That's good. Amazing. Yes, and we were making them. I wish I'll show y'all here. We were making these by hand, like putting them through the holes here. Oh, wow. um, and this is the little card explains what this means when the provider gets it, what this symbolization is. But we were making these by hand and we got a tag gun from Hobby Lobby. So I'm really excited because now <laughs> we're like, choo, choo, choo. <laughs> so it's a lot faster. So this is what you and your husband do for fun, right? Yes. Like yeah. we watch football games <laughs> on Saturday and then we're just like making these let's, things. Let's knock these things out. No, we've got more that are coming. So So how do people get these bracelets? Well, my husband got he's been so supportive in this. He ordered a printer off Amazon, prints labels, packages them. He has a system set up on he does web design. So this is it's such a great thing that we're in this together. Um, so he made a web page and he's got it all set up where as soon as someone purchases it, he can print the shipping label, package it up and send it out. Is there a website or something that people can yeah. go to? Yeah. So it's um, Bamboo. So it's B-A-M-B-U strong.com. BambooStrong.com. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our CRNA listeners can go out there and grab one of these and tell the story. And it's just been such an honor. I mean, when I get the stories of these providers that are passing them out in the hospitals and they're wearing them on their lanyards and they're, they just feel appreciated. And that's, that's my goal in the end is I want them to feel appreciated and remembered and everything that they've been through this year. So I want to ask one more technical question. If the pageant was in August, how did you socially distance? Did you have blinged out masks? I mean, yeah, so we, it was very interesting. So normally it's on a stage and lights and audience and all this. 
but my children couldn't even attend. Like you could wow. have one person that was there and that was my husband. And then if you had a makeup artist or a hair person, they could be in a different area with you, uh, with mask. But yeah, it wasn't, there was no audience. This year. It was all, it was all live on Facebook. So it was like a virtual oh, okay. show besides the husbands and then the people that were in the other area that did the makeup and the hair and all that. I did my own, but, but yeah, so it was just very minimal audience and then everything was online for people to watch. I mean, this is just interesting to me. You did your own makeup, you did your own hair, you got your shoes off of Amazon. You didn't know <laughs> about this till two weeks ahead and you won. I mean, that well, is amazing. Here's the thing. I, I went in there because I had a story to tell. Yeah. And I think they could really recognize the authenticity behind what I was doing and that it was a very non-traditional way of, you right. know, my goal in this is to not wear a crown or to have a sash or anything. My goal <laughs> in this is to do something good yeah. and to give back and to make it known out there what we're doing, move it forward. So I think that they could, they could sense that and it ended up working out good for me in the end. So well, it kind of leads into, you know, we ask our guests to kind of tell us a little bit about themselves. And I was looking at your favorite word. Why don't you tell us what your favorite word is? My favorite word is persevere. And I think that that's just who I am. When I feel challenged, I always try to take it to the next step. And in this situation, you know, when I felt challenged, I was down, you know, feeling so low and anxious and um, uncertain going into the situation that I'd signed up for. And I thought, you know what, let's do something bigger. Let's make something, let's make a difference. So that's just my personality. I have a story I'll share with y'all really shortly. Um, when I was cheering at Ole Miss, I was dropped 20 feet on the basketball court and delayed the Alabama basketball game. Wow. And I shattered the bones of my arm, my sacral area. And I decided after that, that I was going to, go for a 4.0 that semester and I had a cast on my hand. I couldn't write notes or anything and I was going to make varsity with one arm. And I did <laughs> wow. because I just feel like when I'm at that point where I feel challenged, I'm like, I'm going to set it, the bar even higher. So that's just persevere is my favorite word. I so love it. That's just me. I, I like it. it. I just got one more question and then I'll, I'll let Sharon intervene here. Cause I know that she wants to, but is your Christmas tree up? That was what I was going to No ask. way. Yes, it, it really? <laughs> I want to see it if it is. And this is October when we're taping this. So. It is up going up Sunday. <laughs> okay. Normally it goes up at the end of October. And this year we're going to do, we're going to do like white and little white and orange pumpkins all over it for Thanksgiving. We're going to make it like a fall tree. Oh, okay. And do you have more than one usually? Normally, I just do Christmas, but this year, my husband's like, "Like, can we just like do a fall tree or something?" So, gosh, you got him in on it! Holy oh, cow! Wow, he my seems like a really good guy, you know. Buses, whenever I <laughs> he's making these things for you. I mean, you're watching <laughs> football keeper. together. How I long mean... have y'all been married? Thirteen years. Wow. Thirteen years. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Great. Well, 
you know what, Kristen, this has been great. I think, you know, we're appreciative of what you're doing to promote CRNAs out there. Obviously, that's our mission as well. Is there anything you'd like to conclude on as we kind of wrap things up? Maybe something you want to get across to our listeners? Yes, I just want to, you know, remind everyone, like I said earlier, that we're all in this together and um, we're going to get through the storm. I think we've been through the worst of it, and I believe that in my heart. We just have to have each other's back and reassure each other and unite, and we will persevere. And like I said on the back of my cards, rain or shine, we're going to persevere through this time. And I want us to go down as the legacy. The CRNAs went down as the legacy that held the beacon of light for all providers to come and to unite and have strength in the year of 2020. So... I see why you won the pageant. There you go. All right, one more thing, one more thing. I have to know, what was your talent? What was my, there's, okay, so maybe diaper changing. We had a diaper (laughs) changing race. What? (laughs) So MRS, there's not a pageant. Actually, the interview is 50%. 25% is your evening gown. And then the other 25% is your uh, swimsuit and your onstage question. Huh, interesting. So, no so there were, that's always a question, like, what do you think, you know, should be added to this? And I, I told my husband, I was like, well, first of all, it's an MRS pageant, so I think you should have to do the talent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Did he have to escort you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. My husband entered me in the MRS pageant. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just, Smells just like I years. told him he just wanted to be on stage with me. Oh, that's funny. Oh, he was just such a, oh, my God. Oh, Betty, I could just a see him gloating oh, the whole my God. time. Yeah. And you ought to have seen when they escort you up and they announce you, of course, he turns around. Did he and, wave like this? Oh, no, he turns around and he kisses my hand. I'm oh. like, who is this? <laughs> oh, goodness. And I can see that happening. Yeah. He entered me. I didn't know anything about it. That's funny. See, I'm learning, I'm learning all kinds of things today. <laughs> Jeez, what else is going to come out in this thing? So. Uh. Well, Kristen, we want to thank you. Thanks for being on the show, and thanks for the good work that you're doing out there to promote CRNAs. And just an all-around, you sound like an all-around great person and uh, wonderful family, and uh, we wish you all the luck with everything you got going on. We'll be rooting for you, you in January. Absolutely. During CRNA week. I won't forget that. I now. know you so, won't. So will people, you think you'll be able to watch it? Is it on TV or? So they are working on that right now. Okay. Um, we have to rehearse being on TV. So that has been, it's been told. Everything is crazy right now with COVID. Absolutely. So they're trying to figure out, they were waiting on whether, you know, Vegas was going to open up fully by December. It, it was originally scheduled in October. But now it's been postponed to January. So, yeah, so everything's kind of up in the air with that right now. But I will definitely keep you guys posted. Absolutely. We'll, we'll give a shout out. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be on TV because it said get ready for the live telecast and da, 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 da. So, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, maybe Sharon, you know, you can go up there, you and Pierce. And come on, can, come can on. walk you up to the stage or something, <laughs> oh you know. <laughs> All right. Well, Sharon, I think it's a wrap. I believe so. All right. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show, want to know more, and want to support us, the best way to do that is to tell someone else about our show. Remember that we're in the top 50. We want to be in the top 
can. That's right. The top 50 in the medical space in the United States. We're pretty excited about that. And so. downloaded in 125 countries. 125 countries. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So, I think that's it. I believe so. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for this opportunity. I hope that we can um, we can get this message out and know that CRNAs are leaders. And so I, I just want to thank you guys so much. All right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be on in the future again because this was fun. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.